Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined in the studio by an artist influenced by Merle, Hank, George, and Brooks and Dunn. His album, Everything Burns, is available now. Welcome, Will Bannister. How's it going? Absolutely great. Let's go beyond the mic. 2010, you released your debut album, Turned Her On to Country. What have you learned about the industry since that first album? Well, it ain't a cakewalk, I guess. You know, there's a lot of a lot of effort goes into it and everything, and uh, tough question, I guess. What was the switch that turned when you said, hey, I'm going to make music and make people happy? You know, when I started writing songs, I guess, for that album, I guess that is actually the point that it actually flipped, you know. I, I knew for, for years that this is what I wanted to do, you know, and uh, at some point in there, I decided, you know, I needed to quit my job at the welding shop and really put 100% focus on the music side of things, so... Well, welding isn't a bad paying industry. Well, I wasn't all that great a welder, for one thing. I tried. Did you try any TIG welding? <laughs> no, what I did was uh, I worked at a little welding shop there in Portales, where I live. It's, it's a little wire welder. Mm-hmm. It's day after day, under that hood, just welding gates. Real monotonous. I learned a lot over there, enjoyed it, but I'd rather do this, for sure. Quote, when you lose a girl like her, everything burns. Unquote. Where did you get your inspiration for the title track? Well, actually, uh, I wrote that with a couple buddies of mine, Roger Springer and Kim Marlowe, and Kim had the title to that. Roger had started a little bit on there, and uh, we all three sat down in the room, and that's what came out. For someone who may not understand, how does a song come together, at least for you? Is it lyrics first, music first, or a mix of both? Well, me personally, so co-writing's a new thing for me, but me personally through the years, it all kind of came together at the same time, you know, and, and usually I would start from a title, but, you know, some, some of my co-writers I've been writing with, they kind of start with a melody. No title, no nothing, you know, and then just words fall out, like old Roger, you know, he, I told him, I said, everything falls out of your mouth, you better write it down. You know, he's he's real good at that, but he's he's more melodically driven. For me, it just kind of comes together i don't know everyone's got one what's your favorite key to play in yeah so when i first pick up a guitar and think writing wise you know that's the first shape i go to so it's a d d chord growing up in eastern new mexico i brought up earlier your influences who are the artists that you look to from today's artists well george Strait's a big one of course you know uh he's been an inspiration for lots of artists through the years but uh even guys like midland I mean, you know, because they're, they're kind of on the traditional side of things. John Party and all that, you know. So I guess those are a couple of guys that I think it would be neat to do the same type of deal. It's challenging releasing an album in the middle of a pandemic. It has to be near impossible. You can't play clubs. You, you can't do a gig. How frustrated are you when you have something that you're really, really proud of and you just can't get it in front of people? There's dang sure been a lot of refocusing and everything. So... I've been chomping at the bit to get that thing out, you know, when the COVID struck. And it's been a challenge, uh, you know, like you said, not being able to get out there and play. I've regrouped, got a new group of guys with me, Dustin Garrett, playing guitar. Sure, thankful about that. I'm hoping that new group of guys getting out there, hitting the road, or, you know, starting to plan some of these things will really uh, spark the interest when things do pick up. Of all the songs you've written, is there one that's so raw? captures an emotion that you're hesitant to uh let anyone hear it uh not at the moment but there has been songs like that for sure 
you know, I wrote some songs about my kiddos and everything that was pretty sensitive and everything, you know, so. Yeah, I, I've been there, just not right at the moment. We were talking earlier before we started recording about those favorite memories of listening to music. Do you have a favorite memory of listening to music with your dad? So we, uh, daddy grew up on a ranch out there uh, west of Floyd, New Mexico. So I've got a lot of fond memories of driving out there whenever daddy'd come get me. And we drive out there and blast a Charlie Pride or there was a, a tape he had in particular that I really enjoyed, you know, song on there that was called uh, Let Me Live. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think about that quite a bit still, uh, driving out to the ranch and listening to Charlie Pride. He'd blast it, too, you know. We'd sing at the top of our lungs. When did you have that first realization of, I'm doing what I love? Really, it's probably, I guess, you know, I, I had the opportunity to go to England, uh, do a Wembley, uh, a show at the Wembley Arena, which was the International Festival of Country Music. And they had big stars on there, you know, and uh, of course it was a great memory get out there in front of all them people at a big venue like that you know and it was early when i first started doing all this you know that was probably the the biggest uh you know light bulb moment i guess with four kids what bedtime traditions do you guys have we do have a tradition uh my wife started it and got to make sure after you know about the 50th glass of water they got to get i'm thirsty here got to go to the bathroom you know finally get them settled in bed and Either me or my wife will sing them, Jesus Loves Me, and they sing along and everything. And I was kind of beating on my watch one time just like that, you know. And uh, they just got a big old kick out of it. You know, I was keeping meter with myself, you know, just because that's what I do. But they were cracking up over there trying to play, you know, on their laps and everything uh, with me. So that's what we do every night. As your dad passed his love of music to you, you're passing that love of music to your kids. Yeah, that's true. Matter of fact, my oldest daughter, she's, she always wants to go on the stage with me, you know, too. So uh, it's funny because they've got a every new CD that I've come out with, you know, every time they uh, they got a little radio in there. And when I first got my shipment in of this new one, you know, my oldest, Kylie, you know, she's over there asking me, can I get one of those? And of course, I let her have one, you know, but she listens to it every night when she goes to bed. And so it's neat to watch them. I guess, be moved by my music and everything. Of course, they're brought up with uh, Marty Robbins and all old stuff, just like I am. Uh, so, Why is music so important to you? I don't, it just always has been. Certain songs trigger certain memories about my grandpa or about my childhood. It's just always been a big part of my life. When people finally get to hear the project you've been working on for over a year, there has to be some emotions you feel. Okay, so excitement, definitely anxious nervous i mean there's a whole bunch of feelings for me you know uh, this last one uh, i kind of had to put things on hold for a little bit just to work through some things i like i said i just i couldn't wait to get it out there because i really thought that uh, maybe i'd hit a different point on my writing and everything and i just kind of wanted to see if people liked it like i was hoping they would you know and, and so yeah it's 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 a little bit of every feeling. Is there a song that is so significant to you, anyone says a bad word about it, and you're going to start a fight? Just ain't working. Yeah, that's that's kind of the one right there. With your music being put online, you get to see that counter going up and up and up and up. 
Do you ever allow self-doubt to creep in, or is it maybe people like the music I'm putting out? Uh, I go through little phases where I, I feel that way, you know, kind of think maybe people are, are digging this, and then I think, yeah, you know, shoot, I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's a, I'm a little bit of a manic, I guess, on some of that. Yeah, I go through my ups and downs on that. You really don't want to fall back to welding again, do you? I really don't have a backup plan. I'll put it that way. You know, I'll, uh, uh, I don't ever think about that really a whole lot. I'm just bound and determined to try to make this work, you know, so. Before you go, you've brought a guitar, so let's hear something. It's Will Bannister beyond the mic. Got wheels. East Kentucky's got hills. An old man's got jokes and a cowboy's got boots. Ain't that the truth? Every freight train needs a track. Some stray dogs don't come back. The house always wins And losers just lose Ain't that the truth But this bar's got beer And I'm sitting here This jukebox is full of old heartbroken tunes You're long gone And I've got the blues Ain't that the truth A drinker's gonna drink A thinker's gonna think Goodbyes ain't good And love ain't for fools Ain't that the truth But this bar's got beer and I'm sitting here This jukebox is full of old heartbroken tunes You're long gone And I've got the blues Ain't that the truth well, I can't lie so I'll tell you the truth I'll never get over you but this bar's got beer, and I'm sitting here. This jukebox is full of old heartbroken tunes. You're long gone, and I've got the blues. Ain't that the truth? You're long gone, and I've got the blues. Hey. That the truth. Time's running out, so it's time for the Rocky Nate. Eight random questions. Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Favorite George Strait song? Foolhearted Memory. Finish this sentence. If I opened for blank, I would consider my career a success. George Strait. Place you want to play, but haven't yet? Uh, the Opry. When you started recording with Nashville musicians, what was your first thought going through your mind? What am I doing here? Really? 
yeah kind of it's like just a little out of my comfort zone and uh thought man these guys are pros and i'm just little old me you know so most interesting thing you did growing up shoot that's a toughie i don't know wrestling with my brother was always interesting your wife tessa's number one pet peeve about you procrastinating really yeah what's the last thing you procrastinated shoot who knows <laughs> about everything darn it <laughs> uh, i know what it is it's the the flower beds in my house at the house getting the weeds and stuff out of there she's been after me for that if you could play with one artist who isn't here with us anymore who would it be merle haggard what song would you play uh one of my favorites of his is it's all in the movies so that might be good best piece of advice for your kids kylie grady cody and natalie work hard work your butt off he needs to clean out his flower bed otherwise his wife is going to get real angry wants to play that grand old opry will banister safe travels on the road and best wishes to you in the future and that my friends once again is beyond the mic